The Koi Gig Pod. I'm laughing because I was listening to a conversation that the City Girls were having and they were just going on about this throw-in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's our weapon in the World Cup. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. I'm delighted to say Luke Lachlan is with us this morning. Luke, good morning to you. How are you? Well, lads, how are things? How are you getting on? Yeah, good. How are the uh, preparations going for the next round? Um, well, we haven't trained yet since uh, the weekend, so... Look, it hasn't really hit home yet, I think, because uh, we put so much emphasis on the county final at Lomans. Like, they were... They were just that monkey on our back for so long that... Um, that I think now everything is just a bonus, if you get me. And... Um, I think training out tonight will really uh, we ramp things up. You know, we're looking forward to the next two weeks. Great chance, actually. So, uh, talk to us then about the build up to the Lowman's game, will you? Like, uh, if a team yeah. is if a team is a monkey on your back, how do you yeah. talk about it? How do you deal with that? How do you prepare for it? How how do you try and chisel them off? I just they had beaten us at times. So did Lowman's are a great team and they've got great players. And I know a lot of them personally. You know, but. Like they'd been in eight county finals there in a row, right? They'd won them easy. They'd come back. They'd lost. You know, they'd they'd have done it every sort of way. And like they've beaten us by a point in semi-finals. They've beaten us. They've hammered us. You know, I think it was just our time. You know, everyone's coming to the. I think we're just growing up a small bit more. Like maybe we weren't ready. We no real leaders. You know, we. We just prepared properly and a lot of that goes down to Lara. I think he got us right mentally and, you know, he's, he's a special man. He's a madman, but he's a special man, all right. And uh, I think a lot of it comes down to the way he had us. Like, he left no stone unturned. Like, I can't go into, like, the detail the man goes into. It's just he leaves nothing nothing to chance and I think that's what we were missing you know maybe we were just trying to play them play them 15 on 15 for too long but this time we were just ready for every scenario and I think that's just all well, it comes down to Larry at the end of it that he had us that ready you know and did you talk about the opposition much in the build up or did you like how much of that do you do because you have obviously have to like on an individual basis like, your job is going to be like you know they have some good players as you said someone needs to look after their main man uh, and so obviously you have to do that but you can't talk yourself into this is a superpower and Jesus you know we need to be really, <laughs> really worried about that yeah I know yeah. Um, so a lot of it was for us so we had had a good season and a lot of it was for us we'd finished games brilliantly so we played a couple of championship games where we 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 were we went the year unbeaten there, but it was at the end of games we were brilliant. So we just always knew that we were just in it at the end. We went like he put that belief in us. Whereas you know before we were like we just didn't have the bottle to go on and maybe you know go into the next year. Whereas this time we just knew if we were in it, we'd win it. And it actually is as simple as that. It's just a mindset thing, and. It's not just one person believing it. It's a whole club. Everyone in the club just felt it was our year this year, you know. And, you know, it's a special thing that's happening up the downs at the minute. And I'm just so happy to be a part of it, to be honest, you know. It's 17 years, Luke, as well. Like, you talk about a gap for a club. Like, so, yeah. year on year, that, that weight of expectation and hope that you can bridge that gap becomes stronger, you'd imagine. 
Yeah, it does. Like, I just tell the lads that, like, my year when I got to start, at out at the Downs weren't great. And we played two relegation games uh, two years in a row, won both of them by a point, 8-7. And then, you know, after that, like, not great, but they had a couple of um, couple of minor teams that won, uh, won the championships and other funny ones. But, yeah, the 17 years thing, you know, we never really thought about it that because none of us were playing I put, well Brendan now is on the panel Brendan Marta but like none of us seen it so none of us really knew about it we just heard about it so there was no real expectation on us to bring out and back so it was kind of all new for all of us but we did put pressure on ourselves because we all are getting a little older like I'm the oldest on the team there that starts the starts on the team at 27 which is for a club is something really special you know and we just kind of wanted to start making our own history like we're the first team now that so the last two times they won the championship, no three and five, they lost to the loud champions, and now we're after beating them, obviously. So we're just on a bit of a journey now at the minute, taking it day by day, and not really putting too much pressure on ourselves, but definitely looking to the future, and you know, preparing properly and giving ourselves every chance to go on and do whatever, you know. Uh- there's a seven minute drive between uh, Lowman's and the Downs GA clubs I just mapped it according to Google <laughs> yeah. Maps there uh, so it's like Shelbyville versus um, Springfield like that yeah. that's incredible too the whole of Mullingar must have been lit um, so as the actually I trained with Lowman's for a month when I was about nine I think so that's where I started my footballing career but um, yeah we so like, I play hurling with some kill and couple of the Lomas as they heard of a club kill so the clubs are very close you know we'd be a bit bit more country club we're kind of just on the end for there near Kinnegad and they'd be more town but we've a lot of players from all around you know big club but there is a great rivalry here and such respect like they were great they've been great champions you know great 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 champions great team you know and just nice lads as well you know that's that's all part of sport but like you can't win everything and there's always no matter how good you are there's always someone that can beat you you know on any given day and this time it was your turn to, to beat them and uh, thank, thank yeah. God <laughs> <laughs> and so the aftermath of that the outpouring of emotion uh, yeah. to to get up to that high and then to come down and then to get back up for yeah. a match we, we were just talking about this with Pearl Slattery earlier they won the league and then had to go out in the cup the next week and, and managed to do it um, what was what was what was that like that whole experience well, Oh, it's just, well, like, just two ways I can look at it. So, like, just, like, the club perspective, right? So, like, it was amazing. Like, I can't... Like, it was so up and down and up and down. But it was a kind of a... Like, I was able to take it all in. But then, like, on personal... So, for me, before, like, ups and downs, like, so I would get... The highs were so high for me that, like... Even just winning a game like that, I would even without drink, like, I would get hard to work the next day because lows were so low for me. But now I'm just kind of—it's hard to say when I'm almost flatlining. So like I'm not getting as excited by things. But then the trade-off thing is that I'm not getting as down by things either. So I can just enjoy them like a, I'm just gonna say like a normal person. But then, which is obviously great, you know, because it just shows where I am mentally, and that's obviously a blessing. But. For the club there, you know, like going to the schools, all these things that you kind of take for granted. It's just so special, you know. And like even now, the club's going to have to get to have an internet next year. Like it's just you know class stuff, stuff that you nearly forget about, you know. 
when you're when you're talking about the the highs and the lows there, um, I think some people will be familiar with your story, but other people won't yeah. be too familiar. Yeah. Um, what do you have to not go and celebrate? Can you go to the? Can you do all the stuff apart from? <laughs> like what? What can you? What can you and not can and not do at the moment? So, uh, I go tell you now. I can't drink anyway. That's the big. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, I can and like just say the night of the final there like I was so happy to just but I think people just accept now that they're not drinking it's just part of my life and I do almost I just love playing and I think that's where like nobody would expect me like even I'd say if I didn't even go to the celebrations I'd say no be a care because the playing is my part like I I don't feel like I'm missing anything I'm going to be honest with you in my lifetime I've celebrated that county final a hundred times you know for no reason and like sometimes I feel like I'm missing out but then I have to think about right look if if I drink or whatever like you have to just think of where you end up or who you're going to hurt because for me like that's what always happens like just always always ends up bad like there's just no good outcome of it and I accept that and that's part of my life but then sometimes as well, I can stay out maybe a bit too late just to be seen to be kind of involved. And I actually just, I just don't enjoy it. So I just go home. I'm like Houdini and just gone, you know. And that's that's a safe place for me is to know that I can always go home. Like it's different there in a different country. Like just say the Westfield Holiday there. The lads that went on it, uh, they obviously had a great time and they played great when they came back. But that's another part of me there. Like if I just start feeling comfortable somewhere, I just can't go home. Like I was in Mexico, <laughs> I can't just. Right. So I you didn't. Just, you, you, that was. No, I didn't go. No. Yeah. 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 So that that's wisdom, though, right? Like. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I, it definitely is right like it, it's the bit where previously you would have put yourself in danger you would have experienced the danger and not been able yeah. to deal with it now you're like uh, that's a danger zone I'm just going to yeah, avoid it, it. Is. I, it wasn't even that like there's obviously loads of ways to look at it but I no I didn't uh, I didn't mind any of the downs that's going they completely deserved it but I just felt me being captain or joint captain of Mark and a little older and I just felt I felt almost guilty going I was like, I just have such a great opportunity with the Downs here that I can go to Mexico anytime. And like this sort of stuff just doesn't come around too often. And obviously, thank God it paid off because I would have had a fairly sad head on me Monday morning now. <laughs> but, you know, everything happens for a reason, in my, I think, anyway. And that was definitely a decision I think that I got right. You had that incredible year with, with Westmeath and the Talton Cup yeah, success yeah. as well, Luke, like, which was just incredible. And to see the scenes when you came back to Westmeath as well was, was really lovely. Um, you then made that decision, I guess, to, to, to bring people who weren't familiar with your story, this story, of just a few days yeah. after the, the match. Was yeah. there any thinking behind the timing of that? Or? Uh, no, actually, um, Sinead Hussey from RT had got in contact with me before that and uh, she had wanted to do something. It, it, did, it just happened to be around the time of the Talton Cup actually and obviously uh, it came at a great time um, because obviously it, won, it wouldn't have been the same if we'd lost one um, so I did the interview or whatever and like the reaction I got from it was crazy was, I, I couldn't believe it like you know and to see the amount of people then that still get in contact with me that are going through some of the same stuff and like a lot of people just 
they kind of just coach through life and just get comfortable in the uncomfortable. You know, like they don't sort anything that's wrong. Like not saying everyone has to go to Kuwera for three months. <laughs> I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy at times, to be honest. But like, I think we just, um, we just, we're just so consumed with what other people think that we nearly just let our life problems lie type thing and just keep carrying on with life and don't sort things. But I was just so happy that I was, I felt like when I came out of Kumwera, I kind of had this, like people were kind of looking at me different. They were looking at me different before I went in there, but they were definitely looking at me different when I came out. And um, now I kind of had this, like it's a weight off my shoulders and it's just part of my life. I just don't drink. I I obviously don't do drugs. I just live, try to live a healthy as life as possible. And thank God for football at times because, you know, there was times in my life and I didn't have it. And there was times that I hated it. And even there, I was injured there for after the Celtic Cup. I got injured for, I think, two and a half months. And telling you, it's fairly low after that. So you can't do anything. Like, you know, sometimes when lads get injured, they, they might, that's when they can start enjoying themselves a bit. I couldn't do anything. Like, no, you know, and that's where your head can get at you. So that's when you have good people around you. You get back to the things that, you know, work for your meditation, trying to exercise, all this sort of stuff, you know. How old were you when you went to Coomera? I was 26. Okay, so it's recent. It's last year. Yeah, but it was actually, it was 500 days sober yesterday, actually. Wow, congratulations. Monday, Monday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, when you put it into, into numbers, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool for me anyway. Um, yeah, I was 26, so yeah, I went to Kumira in a tie. I was there for three months, and I'm going to be honest, I I actually had a great time there. And that might sound crazy, but I had no phone, no distractions. I was able to meet people that were in similar situations, and to be honest, people in a lot worse situations than me, and I was somewhat grateful for my life at that time, because there's some people that their livers had given up their you know and I was heading that way like there was no no doubt about I was getting to that stage and people with no family and you know it kind of you nearly feel bad for having problems when you when some people are coming out with the with the problems that they have you know can I just take you back to a bit before that um you, you yeah. talked about you know people don't don't get upset anymore when you leave or you, you do the old Irish goodbye yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on nights yeah. out were you were you a public uh, drinker like were you drinking oh, yeah. around <laughs> yeah, yeah. like locally so you would have been known as a drinker no definitely yeah like I would have been known as a headbanger <laughs> that's right. simple as that yeah like I could go out there on a Friday night I might go home till Monday evening or Tuesday you know and like that's the, and I'd love to, you know the way sometimes people's lives that happens once in a blue moon or once I was doing that on the daily you know every not on the daily on the weekly every weekend and you know you can't live like that there's only so many chances people give you and I'm so lucky the amount of people that are trying to help me and I I was just so in denial of the problems that I had that I kind of pushed them away and I, I'm still lucky that a lot of people stood by me a lot of people I pushed away in life that I might never get back and that's something I have to live with because of the stuff I, I done and uh, my actions. But I am very grateful for the people that are still in my life and that done that do so much for me. Like I'm gonna be honest, until maybe recently I was a glorified, like I was wrapped in bubble wrap, like, you know, I was an adult baby. 
you know, I was always someone looking after me, and always someone knowing where I was, and it's it's nice in a way, but then you just have to get on with your life. Like the novelty now, I think, of me being sober is just it's kind of over now, and it had been over the last while, but it just shows that people just care about you, and everyone has a few people that do care closely about them, and I'm lucky. I've a, I've so many people that look out for me, like even before games, you know, like people I might not have seen in years, you know, text me before every game, you know, it's the best to look and delighted to see you're doing well, you know, it's nice, nice feeling. It's amazing how, how important you speaking out as well, Luke, has been and, and will continue to be for, for other people. Like I remember you in your interviews last year even speaking about abandonment issues and, and like yeah, trying to deal definitely. with those things and like that that's yeah, yeah. that's something that'll touch a chord with a lot of people that, that maybe hear you speak and, and you're a person of influence as well, that they take that on board. Yeah, that's it though, like you nearly it's nearly getting better getting advice off stranger than off the people you love you most because I find as well like you know you say just say my mother is very close to me and whatever like just before she could be giving me advice but the last thing you want to do is listen to the person closest to you but when a stranger speaks it it might uh, it might hit something different or someone that you can relate to obviously a lot of, like a lot of young lads involved in sport have kind of reached out to me with stuff and like it's very hard to be honest, to get back to them all because it takes up a lot of my energy. So sometimes I just have to say, look, I'm not a counsellor, I'm not a professional, but this has worked for me. But because there was a time there, like I was kind of getting invested in people's lives a bit too much and it was kind of wearing on me, like, you know, and, but them issues, them issues are all, like, we all suffer with a bit of something. And like, not everyone's perfect, but, like, I don't mind speaking about it because, uh, not that I'm over it, but I just know how to deal with it now. And, like, if there's a way someone can <clears throat> can get over their issues without having to go through the suffering maybe that I went through or someone else went through, why would I hold on to that knowledge when I can share it with someone else and help them? Like, helping someone is such an easy way to make yourself feel good. Like, I'm not saying that's why I do it, to make myself feel good, but, like, when you can help someone that's going through something like that's fulfilling them like that's fulfilling a bit of a purpose for me I feel like helping someone you know and I, I get a great kick off that so if you got any problems let them on me here and I'll help you <laughs> <laughs> so is this going to change your life beyond the obvious like is this going to change the course of what it is that you want to spend your time doing on a day to day basis well like so to be honest I, like, I still don't know what I want to do so I've been in the army I've been in college worked jobs worked in pubs just uh, you name it but so I recently just been chatting to my girlfriend or whatever and just she's kind of a deep enough person so we kind of talk and she could say like um, so what's your purpose like and when I think about like maybe helping people so in summer so I had to take action to get into that so so I started an online PT course at so there's a way that I can maybe start into something. You get me? Is I don't P- know sorry, how. P- PT, personal what, what? training and right. strength conditioning. So it's like, it's just nearly, I don't know if that's going to help, but that's taking action. Whereas some people say, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it. I would, I'd be one of them people where I'd say, oh, I'll leave it off. Yeah. But like, you just have to start taking action, you know? The, and, um, the procrastinating Irish male but it's no, yeah, definitely yeah. I, the reason I'm asking is that because we had Eric Donovan in, in studio and his story is not a million miles away from yours and I think um, 
you know, he, he talked about doing uh, a course in counselling. I know that Oshie McConville has done the course in counselling and found that useful. And here's you saying yeah. that, like, people, you know, uh, people coming to you asking you for help and you actually have a template for it. Like, it seems like a fairly natural thing to yeah, do. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, I just kind of haven't really talked too much about the future. I'm just living in the moment at the minute. And, like... When I came out, and where my whole purpose was playing for me, like nothing else, honestly, every every decision I made was around being the best that I could have been and training as much as I could. And kind of when that ended, it's kind of like there's that, like you know, and the highs and there's the drop off. I was like, I just remember like a few days after, just actually with club championship, I like five rounds of club championship in two weeks, and I got injured. And I just remember after I got injured, just been like sitting, I was in one of them boots, like a boot for my foot, and just been sitting on my couch for like, what do I do now? Like, yeah. what, what what do I actually do now? Like, and, and I know like sport, like our sport, GA does not pay the bills. Like I'm completely so aware of that, but I was just in a bit of a bubble for a few months. Things were going great. So, you know, I'd say, you know, it's time to maybe start thinking about the future a small bit, but not putting any much, not, not, Putting not putting too much pressure on myself, you know. Even off people that put pressure on you without doing it yourself. Like, do you do you recognise Luke the the person who went into Kuhn where uh, at first, like I'm sure, and a lot of people's stories tend to be quite similar. That when they first start, I guess, dealing with these issues of addiction, that they're almost trying to con people in in places like that of you know convincing them that they're that they're okay. Um, like, was your story along similar lines, or how was your um, how do you differentiate between the the, the early portion in Kuhn where and and where you're at now? Ah, uh, well, they, they came to me after a few weeks and they were like, you're not learning that in here. And I kind of, I wasn't. I was in there recharging the batteries to go again because I had no options left. I couldn't, I had nowhere else to go. And like, it literally was my last option. So for for my last option, like, I had to do something. And I, um, sorry, I don't know, I'm just having a video problem here. No worries, we can see you. Oh. Yeah, do you see me? Yeah, we we did until you said a uh, video problem, and then uh-huh. you flicked us off. Yeah, no, just one second here. Just, no worries. There's someone coming into the office here. Yeah, there you go. So I um, I definitely uh, I definitely recognise a lot of differences. So when I went in there, as I said, I was recharging the batteries, and I um, I just wanted to to go again and when my when they came to me after a few months I I kind of just resignated I was like I need to cop on like a woman actually came to me Josie was her name you probably shouldn't say that but she came to me and told me a story about a drink driver that had um, a drink driver that had killed her son and she prayed for the drink driver every day and used to meet him and I just remember this feeling like absolute the the lowest person in the world actually told me that and I just made a decision there and then I was like I'm going to do whatever I can to get better or to get somewhat better you know like she opened my eyes a lot of people in there opened my eyes like there was a priest from Westmead in there as well and he'd be coming in and like telling me the results of games and he'd be like eight weeks now and you've championship eight weeks eight weeks you know like there's such amazing people out there and like when I think back to it to the person I was like even when I tell so my girlfriend has never seen me drink obviously thank God and even when um, 
even when she even when I tell her stuff about the way I used to be like she's like there's no way that's the same person like she's like there's no way and maybe that's the decision I make every day to try and be a better person but it is a constant battle between what you are and what you are between where you want to go so that's what I find happiness is is where you are, where you are happiness is for me is the space between where you are now and where you're going and so in that space I'm quite happy you know It's a truly remarkable story and uh, it hasn't finished yet because obviously you know the season is ongoing but the 500 days is the greatest achievement whatever about stopping the incredible Lowman's team and all their great <laughs> players that's great but 500 days is truly special and you know you have to keep it up yeah like for me it just like that people go on about trophies and winning this and winning that being healthy is a real trophy for me and like that might sound like so cheesy but like waking up fresh like I don't hurt anyone anymore I don't have to worry about upsetting someone or I don't worry about my actions having to worry about my actions or missing work or missing a game or you know hurting someone's feelings or just you know or someone not been able to sleep but not knowing where I am you know and like that might sound so crazy to someone else but that's what my life was like because that was every day like my mom told me the only time she could sleep was when she knew I so I would either before drink or after drink get like a belt of depression it could be a week or whatever, five days. She said, that's the only time she slept because she knew that's I was in room. I couldn't move. Like, And like, that's hard to hear because that's the person that cares about you the most. And, you know, now that doesn't, like, that's just not, I can just see happiness in the people around me's life because things are just normal now, you know, and they don't have to worry about stuff. Like I have other, I have other brothers and to be honest, I do get a lot of guilt sometimes say, thinking that maybe I took all of my mother's attention away from my brothers because she was just worrying about me all the time, you know. But now, you know, I have a younger brother, I have a youngest brother, Josh, and he's in school and, like, they still have to look after him, whereas at least now they don't have to worry about a 27-year-old. Like, he's a grown man, like, you know, and that's, that's life though as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, look, you've been incredibly honest again. And I, I, I do think Shane makes the point that, like, uh, it's really powerful to have somebody come out and speak about these things because so frequently it's kind of hidden, like headbanger yeah. around town. That's that family's yeah, problem. Yeah, it's yeah, nobody yeah. else's problem. But for you to come out and say, actually, you can change and you can develop and evolve. And it's not a, it's not an easy thing. It takes a lot of work and it's an everyday struggle. Like, That's I do it, think yeah. it's really powerful. There's every day is a every day is a blessing but every day is a battle you know like I still have days where I don't want to go to work and like that's where it starts for me like, is when I start like feeding into like my my thoughts because thoughts are just thoughts they're not going to kill anyone but it's when you start acting on them like oh fuck work or fuck doing this or fuck training and then that turns into oh do you know what I might go into town or you know what, a few points to be managed. Sure, it'll be different this time. Uh, so it is genuinely a battle and I don't think people get that part. It is hard. Like it, It's not easy. I still, it's, and people think now it's the, it's the games and the training that's hard, or no, like say the winning so the Talton Cup and Championship. People think that's the hard part. It's the day to day that's hard. See, because when you win all this stuff, you're happy. Why would you want to ruin your life when you're happy? 
it's literally it's the small battles for me that are the hardest and there is times when I I think to myself oh a few points to be grand and I'm like what what is wrong with you (laughs) you know I have to I have to reflect on all these decisions you know well it seems like you're making the right decision most days anyway Um, again thanks very much for making the time to talk to us this morning it is really important I think for us to help amplify these conversations and uh, again best of luck with the whole thing you're playing you're playing lights out at the moment so (laughs) long may it last exactly Luke thanks a million lads take it easy have a good week OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember effortless shave magnificent moves